What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhood Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. All right, on Fatherhoods today, we got a true lyricist and a Queen's legend. And most importantly for us, he's a father. Welcome to Mike Geronimo to the Fatherhoods Podcast. Yeah, the legend is in the building. Yes, sir. <laughs> Glad to be here. So you you in a remote location. You're not in Queens right now. So tell tell us about that because you just finished saying off air. You've been away for a minute. So what's yeah. going on? Right now, well, we're working on finishing up the project. So right now I'm in Los Angeles. Um, so I've been here. I think this is like day three. But uh, recording and and taking care of a couple of things. We actually gonna shoot the video. I think Saturday. For the single that we put out that's uh, on all platforms now then after that i go to dallas after dallas i rendezvous with y'all i think out in miami for the, the smoke champs smoke chance. so i got a full plate right now but i'm handling it doing my best doing my best so how does it feel to be away from the kids is this like is this the first time in a while that you've been away from the kids yeah yo e bro this shit is crazy because it's wild because I was preparing myself the whole time before I left New York because it's like the first time that I've really, like, I think there was only one other time I went to Japan, but that was only for a weekend right. and back that Monday. But this is like the first time that I'm away from them for like a considerable stretch of time. So, you know, I'm doing my best to handle it. I miss them like crazy, though, you know, so... It is what it is, but I'm FaceTiming them as much as I can. Yes. How are they handling it? They actually are taking it pretty. My youngest, he's kind of like, he's not taking it so well. And he like, he's the one that made it the most difficult to leave because he's like, dad, can I go with you? And I, mm. not this time, but the next time we come out. And then like when I was leaving, he's like, dad, well, you could put me in your bag and just <laughs> playing with you and I was like nah I can't do that so that kind of broke my heart you know because my youngest he's like my shadow he stays connected to me like no matter what my oldest I'm really proud of him because he's like dad yeah I'm helping mommy and mm. I'm watching Maddie and Morgan and I'm, we're all behaving and you know I won't let them do anything so he's like you know he has holding chest, it down he has a chest poked out like <laughs> You know, Maddie has autism, so he's just like, everything's all right. You know, he's good. So all in all, it's all right, but I miss him like crazy. I can't even lie. Can't so even it's, lie. it's three three kids? Three boys, three. right? Yeah, so I have Mike. Mike is 10. Matthew is seven, going on eight. And the youngest is Morgan. He's five. So those are my three musketeers. Right, you got your hands full there. And how? <laughs> my God. Yeah, y'all weren't playing around. Y'all, y'all kind of went, I mean, relatively back to back to back. Yeah, but many of you was so crazy, bro, because it was like not planned at all. Oh, okay. That's what it felt like. The, the right. age difference. They just, like Mike and Matthew, they, they, like, they happened and it was weird because I remember one night me, my wife, the dog, Mike, and Matt, we were all, like, watching TV together. And out of nowhere, I just turned to my wife, and I was like, it feels like somebody's missing. And mm. she looked at me like, are you crazy? <laughs> I was like, it feels like somebody's supposed to be here, and they're not here. And then maybe a month to two later, she was like, I was like, I think you're pregnant again. That's when Morgan came. So you you sensed it. It wasn't because usually it's the other way around. The lady has some symptoms or something. You was just yeah. like, you yeah. got one. Yeah, but with all three of them, bro, like my wife initially, she was, you know, I think like all women have this thing where they think that at a certain point they won't be able to have children. Right. 
they kind of go through this like panic mode. Right. Mm-hmm. And like when my wife first got like with Michael, I just knew like I came home one day from work and I was just like, uh, oh, I think you're pregnant. And she took the test and she was. And then when Matthew was coming along, it was the same thing with each of them. I kind of just had this weird sense. Like, I just think that and I couldn't explain how I knew and I couldn't explain where it was coming from. And sure enough, with each of them, I knew they were on their way. You, you might have to talk to your management and start up a 900 number and call it <laughs> Geronimo's intuition <laughs> and start predicting people's brain. Cause yo, that shit. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it works outside of us, but with hey, us, who the- needs a pregnancy test? Just hit up my Geronimo. All <laughs> right. <laughs> nah, I don't know. I don't 99 know. cents a minute. I'll let you know whether or not you're positive. <laughs> three kids. Yeah. Like every side job we can get is a good one. So yeah, maybe you're on the side. You know, you want to say that's wild, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, but they, like I said, they're everything to me, bro. Everything. Did you? Did they have any sibling rivalries with each other? That's what I'm dealing with right now. Mike and Morgan do, and I think Matthew would probably be more inclined to be involved in that if it weren't for the autism. But his view of life is pretty much like, you know, the world is just there to love you and you're there to love it back. Right. Wow. But Michael and Morgan, they're like Heckle and Jekyll. And, <laughs> and my youngest, he's like a little bit of an outlaw. Like, and he's like an adrenaline junkie. I could tell it already. So he follows in Mike's footsteps. And then there is always this thing, like, with my youngest, where he tries to compete with Mike. Like, if, if Mike rides his bike and he does, like, a pop a wheelie or something like that, then my youngest will be like, Dad, well, I kicked this board in two at karate school. And then they kind of do the, like, that to you. <laughs> so they're very competitive. But what I do, what I adore, like, what I love, to just watch from like there's those minutes where I see them interact but they don't know you're looking at them Mm -hmm. they really love each other like they they love each other like nobody's business and you can tell like they wouldn't even know how to function without each other and that's for all three of them you know so I like that I appreciate to no end and that like it just makes you do that thing that where you just smile, you yeah. know, you can't put it into words, but I know they have that bond, you know, and I always try to impress upon them, you know, always remember that in the end, you guys are all you guys have. Mm-hmm. So, and they know that. So to see them interact and they might, don't get me wrong. They go through their, their thing, their PlayStation fights, their Xbox fights, their Roblox fights. They go through all of that it's my turn. No, it's my turn. You know, the little things that, that they're going to do, but all in all, they love each other to death, you know? So that makes me happy. So the first one didn't have an issue when the second one came in to the world. No, he was being the first one and by himself. Yeah. Mike was excited. Like he was like, he couldn't wait to have a little brother. Um, and then when Morgan came, he was like really adult about the whole thing. Like he, he knew that, you know, mama was going to be, you know, like uh, in the bed for a minute and she had to get better. He knew like with the baby, like he actually, when, when Morgan was born, Mike was at the point there where he knew we had to burp him. And he was like, you know, did you burp him? And, and he wanted to help feed him with the bottle and all that stuff. So he never at all, was like in jealousy mode or anything like that my youngest it's a different ball game like to my youngest i sometimes have to tell morgan like you do know i'm mike's dad and maddie's dad too like i don't mm. just belong to you so he's the one that i think the most kind of has that well this is my dad and he's more my dad than anyone else's dad right. like does that but all in all nah they 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 kind of all mesh 
they kind of all match. Man, I'm looking forward to those days. I hope it happens. I have my daughter's three, my mm-hmm. son's one, and I thought by this point in in him being one, that mm-hmm. she's having it and she's drop kicking him. She's taking things from him, and, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just and it's like it's crazy, man. Like I tell my girl all the time, like my daughter exudes like this emotion that you could sense that she's almost like an adult. She realized that her life changed and she was no longer the center of the universe when he was born and she's pissed about it. Yeah. But, but you know, what's funny, bro. Like, and I say it all the time now, just from observing them kids now are not like when we were kids. Right. And like, I, like I, I said to somebody the other day, I was like 10 years old now is like the equivalent of being 13 when we were in our era. Mm. and they just know so much that you don't know how and it's not just the information it's emotionally how they choose to deal with things like i can honestly say like mike blows me away by his level of maturity so early on and his level of understanding again with morgan it's completely different like with morgan it's like yo it's my way nobody else's way but all in all they're like really mature, bro. And I think that has a lot to do with the access to the internet and being able to observe how other kids react, even the shows that they watch, like even the, the like even the, the cartoons that they watch on like Nickelodeon or Nick Jr., they're kinda like they're like more grown. If that's right. that's the only way that I could put it. So it's kinda like I think that that subconsciously flows into their way of thought. And there's things that they'll ask me that I'll just be like, wow, I didn't even know you knew that. And that's yeah. a very serious topic. And I really don't have to explain it to you because you pretty much have a bearing on it and it doesn't bother you, which bothers me that it doesn't <laughs> bother you. <laughs> right. So they're like ahead of the curve, bro. Do you think it had, I mean, like, so the internet is a powerful tool and it seems like it's benefiting them. Uh, yeah, in, the, in their intellectual capabilities. But I also have to imagine that the foundation you guys are setting in the household plays a part, right? Because you the, the internet is vast. They can go any which way in that thing. You guys have to have, kind of put the guardrails yeah, in. guardrails, absolutely. Like, we're very, very keen and observant on what content it is they choose to view. We don't at all let them chat. Like, I know a lot of the games that they play online, like um, like Roblox and all that. They're Roblox fanatics. Same. So we're very careful. Like, I'll look at the screen and the rule is you can play, but you can never chat. And if you do have friends, they can only be the friends that are in your immediate neighborhood where we know their parents. They know us. You guys talked on the phone and we know that that's your buddy online. But you, YouTube, I think, is a little harder to monitor for the simple fact that there are those nights like where they may have their tablet and they're falling asleep to it. Some every now and again, we allow that. But then, you you know, you have to carefully screen that content, too, because a lot of content on YouTube, it's mass. Like you may think it's innocent and it's just, you know, a cartoon or whatever it is. And then maybe two minutes into whatever it is they're watching, you'll see or hear something that you're like, yeah, wait a minute, that's not for kids. Yeah. So you got to be on them all day, every day when they're on the internet. I mean, even going back to the, the, the TV shows that you mentioned are just about TV shows being more grown. You're definitely right about, about that. Yeah. It bugs me out. Cause it's not like, um, I'm trying to think of like, one show in particular. They watch something called Casa. Damn, what is it? Casa. Casa something. It comes on Nickelodeon. And there's like this Hispanic girl and her family. And it's just the day to day of their family. But the content and the dialogue and, and what they say and how they say it, it's like, I was like, okay, at my, when I was their age, we didn't necessarily talk this complex right but they do now and then i'll notice a lot of the way that they use dialogue 
my kids pick up on and they use it in their own conversation. Yeah. But they know exactly what the meaning is of how the implication is being put forth with what they're saying. Yeah, the context. They have the yeah, they have they, that grasp. Yeah, yeah they have one. that grasp. And that's kind of the scary part because I think what me and my thing is them learning too much too fast. Growing up too fast. Well, they're right. picking up, yeah. Right, and not having the ability to to process everything they're learning. You know, so, but it's just different, bro. Well, they're picking up stuff, like, uh, an example on the TV side of things, or just, like, whatever, the more grown side of things. It, my son is in second, well, he was in second grade, right before school let out, and they had gone back to school. He sits next to a girl in his class, and they're friends. There's another girl who sits behind them and she would come up and want to chat with them and talk with them and they're friendly. And so one day uh, she comes over and she says to my son, Hey, you got a, a note under your desk, piece of paper under your desk. He grabs the, he looks at the piece of paper and it says to my son, you're dumb from uh, the girl who is sitting next to him. Uh-huh. <laughs> So my son's looking at it and he looks so he goes over to the girl next to him and goes, did you write this? And she's like, no, no, I didn't write it. And he knows that she didn't write it because it's not her handwriting. Right. So he looks at the other girl and says, did you write this? And she says, no, no. Takes it over to the teacher. Teacher comes over to the girl who pointed out the note. Uh huh. Says, where did this come from? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Right. And then she says to the girl, now, I know you wouldn't lie to me and I know I can always have you tell me the truth. Right. Where did this come from? Girl starts breaking down, crying. I did it. I wanted to make I wanted to make my son jealous. Jealous. Uh, I wanted I wanted him to be mad at the girl so that so that uh, he would be my friend (laughs) and spend more time with me. Oh, Oh, so you got you have a you have a, a, a you got like a Denzel, a young Denzel. <laughs> so, so, so we're we're talking to the teacher about it, and she's just like, "Yo, that was very con." It's a very like for the girl who did that. Like she had this kind of premeditated idea, like, "Hmm, let me write this note." Yeah, it's let well me, thought out. Yeah, and let me let me let me blame it. it on the other girl so right, that. that- Right. Wow, that's kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's like real kind of. Yeah, that's kind of. Kind of ill for like for yeah, kinda, for. A little bit devious for a child. Yeah. <laughs> and so the so the teacher was saying like yeah you know that's kind of you know it's it's an odd, it's just a, a deeper way of like. Yeah. Starting some shit. She's right. like, I, I think they're I think they're learning this kind of stuff from some of these TV shows, like some of the Facts. Nick shows and things like Absolutely. that when they when they see all these scenarios absolutely. coming into play absolutely and then they're fit they're taking that they're, and they're like yeah, yo yeah, let me let me reenact yeah. that kind of stuff yep. i totally because i know like um like i said there's something there's certain things mike might say to me or even morgan like morgan may you i'm trying to think of a word that he's used that i'm like um <laughs> You're like, where'd you get that from <laughs> right or, or just the way that he says it in the context that he uses it. And I'm trying to think of an example like um, the other day he told Mikey, oh, okay. He was nagging me to play 2K with him before I left. So I was like, all right, Morgan, we can both play each other, da, 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 da. And I kid you not, this kid did like a, a full court three-man run on me where he like dished the ball and then waited and face pumped and dished it between his legs. And, and it was like a straight fast break. Like I was mind blown at the fact that my son's five years old, but he knew what buttons to push, what moves to do. And he floored me. Like, like I got mad. Like I was like, yeah. I'm, like I'm playing an adult. And then he looks at Mike and he was like, Mikey, did you see that? That was undeniable. Undeniable. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, what? Where did you learn that? But I was just so astounded that he chose to say it. 
Right. And, the, and the level of confidence that he said it was like, that was undeniable. Dad is, dad is garbage. <laughs> what? Like, what? But they get it from these shows. I kid right. you not. And yeah. then, like, like, my kids watch Goosebumps. They watch um, pretty much every movie that comes out on Disney. They, yeah. they, they stay glued to Nickelodeon, as I said. Uh, if you watch it, a lot of the content is like little adults in 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 kids' bodies, mm-hmm. and they mimic what they hear. But it's crazy that they're able to process. It's not just them regurgitating what they've heard. No, they're able to add. They're able to they're put it in action. To, yeah. yeah, bro, and that's like the mind blowing part. But I feel your pain, bro. Feel- <laughs> it's it's a so it's one of those things where we can't stop it. We have to try to adapt to it. Because there's no way to block all the, you know, the sources. But my five-year-old daughter, she's on the same page. Like, she comes up with shit. And her thing right now is really relationships. Like, she's all about, like, the Romeo and Juliet type shit. So she's, she's, you know, the other day she goes to us. She goes, I can't wait till I have a roommate. Yo, I I dropped everything. I was like, (laughs) what you talking about? And then my wife and I are like staring at her. And she's like, yeah, when I have a husband, I was like, yeah, fucking husband, you're five. Like, that's yeah. not, don't talk to me about no, like, she's already a girl. So I could only imagine, like, oh, man, like my foot. But my so I have I have a 14 year old daughter as well. And then I have a, an eight year old son. And so my 14 year old has never come out of her face with that like recently she'll she's like oh this guy's cute but like innocent shit right and she's of age like i I don't stress it too much and she knows she's really responsible so i'm not too worried about her right five-year-old this shit like we're we're like yo you go play with barbie like go do something else like yeah yo i'm not gonna lie many like though i think those are the difficult moments for me bro when they ask me something and I know it's a serious topic and I know they need a good answer and they just spring something on you and you're just not ready for that moment in time where you have to talk about that topic. And yeah. Like my go-to is I'm just like, uh, I ask him up. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm, I'm like notorious for what? Uh, the, the child will ask him up. You got that no look pass ready right, to go, right. <laughs> or or like um, oh my god, it was something with Morgan where he was talking to me about George Floyd, mm. like like that. I kind of that's where I kind of it's hard because like let's say let's say if the news is on in the background, you know, in the house or whatever, and they may inadvertently end up you know overhearing what's being said. And, mm. Those are the difficult moments for me, I think, like when they see what's actually happening in real time and they ask you why. And there's just certain stuff that you're not ready to explain because you're just not ready for them to ask you that or or it just wasn't on your radar that they would ask you. So I remember Morgan asking me, it was actually when they convicted Derek Chauvin. Mm-hmm. And I was watching like the proceedings on on CNN or whatever, whichever channel it was. But Morgan had a pretty good grasp of what was happening, and he was like, you know, why did the cop do something so bad? And what like he asked me, well, are the police gonna hurt you because you look like George Floyd? And, wow. mm-hmm. and it was all of this really serious stuff that I was just like. I have no idea how to explain the ugly parts of the world to him. Yeah. And it's funny because now I don't think we have the luxury that our parents had where they can kind of sugarcoat it or they could kind of offset it with shelter you. Can't right. Really shelter them. Yeah. Now because it's just all over, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's the hard part for me. Like, um, I forget what it was that had just happened, but I had to explain to Morgan that sometimes in this world, there's just people that don't have good intention. They're, they're not here to be good. They're not here to want good. And 
it was just really difficult. And I could tell and explaining it to him, he kind of was still, he was kind of still perplexed at the fact that he just, he just couldn't understand why people would be that way. And when you get to that point in the conversations, that's usually my go-to is usually, my man, when you get older, you're going to understand. So yeah. give yourself time to get older. And when you do get older, you'll have a better, you'll have a better understanding of what it is. Yeah. And it's crazy because that boils down to, but dad, is it right that they do that? And I'm like, no, it's not. And you're right about it not being right. But you got to allow yourself to grow up to understand why it's not right. So they're like really in tune. Yeah, it's like you don't want to head kill their innocence. But at the same right. time, you don't want them to be totally oblivious to the thing. Yeah. So, so there's a balancing act. Of like, right, balancing when, act yeah, when do you yeah. bring some of these things to the table so that they're but yeah. not stressing them out as well, you know? Yeah, and that's the hardest part, Jay. Like, you don't want them to not be prepared because it's a jungle out here. It's lying. Mm -hmm. And you don't want them to not be prepared. But in the same breath, you don't want to rob them of knowing that, yeah, there are those times when the world is perfect and there's nothing for you to worry about and you're completely safe and it's okay for you to just do what you do. So it's just a very weird place we find ourselves in, I think, as parents in this day and this age. It's, I, I love the way you approach it because it doesn't seem like in any of those conversations, whether they be complicated or you know simple, that outside of you say ask your mom but i know <laughs> i know i know most cases you do that in jest right but yeah. like when it's a serious conversation like you don't you don't punt it you try oh. you try to approach it and, mm -hmm. and there might be a, an impasse where you got to be like all right look this is as much this is as far as we can go right you, you're not gonna get it and then you gotta no give it time, I, right? I, I never manny i never like i don't ever run from anything they ask yeah that's I critical never, it's critical. Yeah, I never do that. I, I think I try my best to to answer it as best I can at that period. And then, bro, if I feel like, like if I feel to myself, if I'm still, while I'm explaining to them, if I'm saying to myself, how the fuck do I explain this shit to my child? <laughs> I still, <laughs> like I still will find a way to try to console them after that. If I feel like the answer is an answer enough. Because I always tell them, I'm like, you you have all the ability in the world to find any answer to anything. We never had that. Just be careful in what it is that you find. I always tell them, just whatever it is you find, just make sure you understand it. And I don't run from it, bro. And I don't profess to have the answers to everything because nobody under the sun is ever going to have the answers to everything. But I do at least want them to know if I don't have the answer, I'm gonna find it with you and we'll mm -hmm. deal with whatever those answers are together. So I just take it like that. Did you have to have that that type of conversation about having a sibling with autism with the other two? Yeah, I think, and sometimes <laughs> I, I can admit that that sometimes becomes difficult because what I will say is they're very cognizant of the fact that Matthew has autism and they're very cognizant of the fact that Matthew's pattern of thought isn't the same as theirs. But what we kind of emphasize to them is this doesn't make Matthew any less of anything. It doesn't make Maddie any, he doesn't lack anything. He, he isn't, imperfect he didn't arrive broken you mm. know because that's the picture that other people will and have and will try to present to them you know that are ignorant of what autism is and what it does so there are those times where i think they're just uh annoyed for lack of a better way of putting it at some of the things that matthew does but then you know, we have to always remind them and explain to them that it's not his fault that that's how his mind operates. Like, I had a good talk with them maybe two, three nights ago because uh, I think it was something where Matthew was um, 
he was bothering Morgan, like kicking him or something. They all decided to camp out in the tent in the living room. He kept kicking him. But Matty is very restless, you know, during, you know, when he's settling down. And Morgan had says something to the extent of, you know, Matthew, I'm just really aggravated by your autism. Like exactly that way. Using wow. aggravated. That's crazy. And I had to, yeah. And I had to tell him, I was like, Morgan, you got to understand. Maddie doesn't want to be this way. And I know it's hard for you at times, but I need you to support him. I need you to, to you know, not let that make you feel any other way about him because that's right. your big brother and he's going to love you no matter what. And then, ironically enough, something happened to Morgan the next day. And with Matthew, if anything happens to either one of his brothers, he comes running and he comes to shield his brother. So if he sees Morgan crying, he'll run, he'll grab him, and he will he doesn't call Morgan Morgan, he calls him baby. <laughs> he like, he'll like hold him and he'll like, or he'll stand in front of him and he'll be like, baby's crying, baby's crying, like I'm the guard dog and mm. I want to make him okay. And that made Morgan, I guess it reinforced to Morgan that like no matter what he is or what he isn't, he's here to, to protect me no matter what. Right. And it was cute, like, Morg hugged him, and they both were hugging him. Morg made him stop crying. I mean, he made Morgan, like, kind of calm down, and we had to tell him, like, Maddie, he's okay, he's not crying. And, you know, he walks off, like, well, okay, as long as he's okay. Mm. You know, so it's a little difficult. I wouldn't even lie and say that it's typical. It's not. Right. Um, and when you have a child with autism, that's you know, past being light to moderate on the spectrum. It's kind of like you have three kids in one, you know, mm. because wow. they're all over the place and you right. have to constantly watch them and there's all these hazards and they're not aware of all the things in their environment that can put them in peril. So, yeah, I'm really protective and I really am always at home like, okay, well, what's he doing now? What's he doing now? Where is he? And that's a lot on us. But then in the same breath, you love them so you don't care. You just do it. You just get through it. That's it. When, when you guys found out you were having Morgan, mm -hmm. was the thought in your head like, man, what if, you know, Morgan's going to have some, yeah. some something? I didn't. No. Oh, okay. You, and wow. I'm really asking myself if that crossed my mind. And it didn't, bro. I was just happy that we had him coming. That's, that's dope. Going to be here. And it's funny because sometimes, like, when we do have those days where something happens with that, like, we just went through a very scary incident in the park because he had, um, he somehow had wandered out of the immediate play area. And my, in my neighborhood, we have a really huge park but then within the park there's little parks that are designated for the kids like with the water stuff and slides and monkey bars and maddie somehow had slipped out of the play area and he wandered into a baseball field and my wife called me like we can't find maddie and i went ballistic and i just like threw all my clothes on jumped in my truck and flew down to the park and while I'm on the phone, I hear the police talking with my wife. So, you know, everything's speeding through my head. Because now I'm like, all right, I hear police. And where the hell is my kid? And mm. So when I get to the park, bro, I'm on 10. Like, I'm like, if I don't see my kid right now, like, there's nothing nobody can tell me. Long story short, a couple had found him. The husband was keeping him safe at, a, like, a location two blocks, three blocks from the park. You know, the, the police went, got him, got, got the husband, but it was a scary, scary, you know, thing. And then after that, we had already had little devices that have GPS monitoring on them. But after that incident, like, we ordered GPS underwear, GPS shorts, GPS sneakers. Like, I downloaded an app. And the app now will tell me if he moves, if he goes anywhere. It'll tell me the exact time, like, at 3.30, Matthew went to the park. At 3.30, Matthew was oh. on the But these are the things you have to do. 
you know, and again, just me knowing how much comes with it. Even still, bro, I never had a thought and said to myself, well, what if Morgan has autism or what if he's serious, severe on the spectrum? Or, I really didn't care, bro. I just wanted him to get here in one piece, you know, and so, I was just overjoyed that they were going to have another sibling. I was like, that's dope. They're all going to be like two years apart from each other. Yeah. They're always going to have somebody to play with and interact with and understand. And they're like the three musketeers. You know? So I was just wanting him to get here and be in one piece. I think I was more nervous about my wife mm. and what could possibly happen because it was the third pregnancy. And, you know, all of her pregnancies were C-section. Mm. That had me very worried in terms of can her body go through that stress and will she be okay? But it all turned out well. It all turned out well. Thankfully. That's ill. What What was Mike Geronimo like before you entered into fatherhood? Like, can you can you identify, like, what's the biggest difference between you then and you now? Yeah, how much did it yeah. change you? I was a straight mess, bro. Because <laughs> you seem you seem mad together, like intellectually, like the way you, your demeanor. I don't, I don't. I mean, I know you from from records, right. but I didn't know you on the daily. So, like, what was that difference? I mean, you know what, bro? Like, um, I, I'm not gonna say that I didn't have to go through a process. I think of 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 growing and of um allowing myself to more become myself, whoever I would be. So I think before them, I think I was way more, uh, everything was the 11th hour figuratively speaking. Like I pretty much pushed everything to the last second, last minute. Um, I was just more going with things, you know? And I think before they got here, I had already started to go through a period of, all right, let's let's do things different. Like, let's work on us and those things that we know we need to do for us. Let's embark on that journey. But I think the minute that I knew they were going to be here, um, I just said to myself, bro, I was like, yo, I don't give a shit what I have to do in this world to make sure they're okay. And I did say to myself, I was kind of like, all right, a lot of the stuff that you either one did because you were growing up in the streets or two, you did it because you dedicated your life to entertainment. A lot of those things you're going to have to either alter or completely let go of. But that's all right. And then it's funny because the minute Mike was born, whatever fears or whatever questions or whatever I wasn't sure of that shit like just evaporated in the thin air the minute he got here bro like the minute I heard the first cry and I saw him and I was just stuck because I was just like wow he's really pink and he has a hole full of hair a hole full head of hair <laughs> I don't know any kid that was born with like like this kid out of here like he was a fucking model, bro. Like, I, I mean, like a full head of hair. And I just held him, and that was it. That was it. Like, for some strange reason, whatever fears or, or concerns or worries I might have had or whatever I may have thought that I didn't have together within myself, that shit just evaporated, bro. And I was just, like, on cruise control. And it worked out. It worked out. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's dope. I wish I had my sound machine with me. I would have clapped it up right there with that one. Yeah, it, it worked out. Like, it just changed me, bro. In the Do you, best you feel you feel you having the kids, or you did have to kind of take a, a step away from from the ideas of of doing the music and 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 doing those kind of things. To allow yourself to grow, allow yourself to to have that time with them early on. You know, it's weird. He, like, I think I had to do that just with or without them. Right. Okay. And I think that with me, um, 
I was just so enthralled with everything going on around me and how that affected all the people around me that I loved or that I wanted to be able to, to make a difference in their lives. And I think that with me, I think a lot of things, like, like I said on Drink Champs, I think a lot of shit happened really fast, really soon. And some of it, I didn't have the luxury of being able to digest at that point in time. So I just think that I naturally, instinctively felt like, all right, let's hit the brakes for a sec and if this is meant for you, then it'll always be there. Right. And if it's not meant for you, then you can be okay with that because as long as you come out as a better individual, then that's all right. The kids just gave me more of a fire to, to, um, to, to, to move on those things that I learned about myself. And whatever it was that I said, all right, this goes in the, the trash pile. This goes in the, you don't need this, you don't do this. This isn't anything that's going to make you better or get you stronger or make you wiser. That all goes into the trash bin. I was okay with those decisions. And then when I knew that they were on their way, I just was like, yo, it didn't matter to me what decisions I had to make to give them the best shot at a life that I would hope for them I didn't give a shit bro I was just like yo I'll do whatever to make certain that they're all right and that they always have two parents that are right there that they know are always there I just didn't want them to go through some of the things that I had gone through you know growing up and I just wanted the best for them so I won't say that it, it gave me further incentive to like be like, all right, let me wrap the lifestyle and all that shit. Let me just leave that here. If anything, it just gave me further validation that when you felt you needed to take a break and you said to yourself, this is one of the best decisions you've ever made, you were right. And it was. So everything happens for a reason, bro. Did, did you feel you, you know, because this industry the ego is a pro and a con when you're in, a, in an entertainment business. Yeah. Like you need it. And it's also detriment to you. Yeah. But like, but no artist can function and do the art properly without some kind of an ego involved. So because that's, would, that's what allows you to get on the stage and say, I could yeah, do. Absolutely. I mean, you have to, I think you have to have a little bit of an ego to be able to, like you said, to yeah. be like, Oh, what's up? 3000 people. Or right. 50 thousand people and this is me and i'm gonna be bold enough to stand in front of you and tell you why i'm the best with rhythm and sound yes yeah, so you have to have a little bit of ego but but i feel like the one thing that that does the best job of stripping all ego is kids yeah <laughs> yeah but e, that's why i'm telling you bro it's just weird because i think i started my process before they even got here and then it's weird because I remember when Mike was born, I said to my sister Tiff, I was like, I get it now. I said, yo, my life was never mine at all. She was like, what do you mean by that? I said, well, now I see it like my life always belonged to them because my job was to stay here, get here, be here so that they can come into this world. So any job that I've ever had at all ever in life, my biggest job was to make sure that they enter this world. And if that's the case, then my life never belonged. It was probably hmm. their hands. Wow. And when I looked at it that way, I was okay with that, bro. You know what I mean? I was okay with that. I was like, yo, if I went through all that I did to, to make sure that I'm still here. And it's funny because I just started thinking of all the nut job, idiotic, um, impetuous shit you do as a kid because you just don't know anything. And I was like, yo, I, I've never had a bigger sense of gratitude and appreciation for being able to say, yo, thank you that I did get through certain things and I did get the opportunity to open my eyes and I did get past certain things that I watched some of my people not make it through. You know, so it was just that. 
And like I said, once I started looking at it as the shit never belonged to me in the first place. Right. That shit made me feel more lit, bro. Like that was, <laughs> yo, how amazing is that that you're born to be a vessel for something else? Right. But the whole time that you're going through your shit, you're thinking it's all about you. But that's the ego. Yeah. And so once I realized that, I was like, it's funny now because I do tell, I literally will tell my ego, like, yo, bro, shut the fuck up. <laughs> let, let, right, like, let, let us handle this. And when it's time for you, you know, to be all Kanye or whatever it is. Right. Kanye, <laughs> I'll meet you on stage. Right, right. I'll meet you on stage, bro. I'll see you in the dressing room. Like, now, shut up. Let me walk this door, bro. And that's something that I never really did with myself. And so now to know that that's how I operate, like, I'm a kid. That's what's up, bro. You that's wanna... growth. Yeah. That's big growth. Absolutely, bro. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm having the time of my life, y'all. I swear to God, man. I, I'm having the absolute time of my life. So, so before we get out of here, you're giving birth to a project, right? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what we can expect from it, when we should expect to see it, so we can actually um, tune in. What's what's going down? Yeah, it's lit, man. Like I said, I'm enjoying this. Just so we're calling the whole project 3016. And that's just me paying homage to my dad. My dad was uh, NYPD. And my dad was, was military 369th uh, regiment, his squad from Harlem Hellfighters. So mm. his badge number was 3016. So I said it was only right that I name it that because he was like the biggest influence for me to even go back in and make music. He had passed away maybe, I think we're going on maybe five to six years, but... You know, he kind of, he, he like literally made me promise him that when I felt up to doing it, that I would get back out there and do music. So the whole thing was for him. And in terms of the body and what we're doing, like, oh man, I got nature, I got a trash, I got a large pro, Nori Pone. I got a very, very, very special guest. I can't say a word. <laughs> That's fine. I'm good, but it has a lot to do with where I am now. Um, and it has a lot to do with things continue, as a certain phrase people say, the such and such continues. So I got a I got a big surprise coming on that end. Oh. I'm working with producers from all over the country, everybody from Mr. Lee, Rhythm D, Rick Rock, and they all from like Phoenix Death Row and all eyes on me stuff to there's new people that my man Dream Life, who's from London. Um, uh, there's more young producers, A to R Beats, he's another one. The collabs are crazy. I'm just having the time. We actually going to meet Sky Storch when I finish this, this shit, so this interview with y'all so i'm just doing it one day at a time and just enjoying the fact that we have the ability to be able to be creative and make music and you know ask shampoo shampoo was going bananas last night when i finished up the song we did last night in the studio so we're just enjoying it man i can't wait to finish it to get it out there i shoot the first video saturday while we're out here the single smoke that we released um that's out now produced by self-service and who else so man i'm i can't say enough havoc i got i can't forget mm. Havoc. Mm. You know? so pete rock i can't forget pete hmm. okay you get you teasing the shit out of us when, <laughs> is, when is when does it drop because i'm trying to tell you all after this i'm riding off into the sun bro Kelly and the kids on a horse and just ride off and that's it so this is my last one so i was like if this is my last one in life i'm we'll all out. something to talk about you know we'll, we'll, we'll keep out. an eye out but but send us whatever you know we're happy to absolutely y'all you already know y'all get first dibs on everything so as soon as i'm finished chefing shit up in the kitchen i got y'all covered man 
And if you awesome. if you do if you're doing some vinyl presses, I've been collecting vinyl, so I'm gonna go buy them joints if you're doing any of that. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I think E asked me about that too, not too long ago. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. he was asking me if we was gonna do vinyl as well. And we was talking about I think how in overseas the vinyl market is so we're doing all of that. Um, also, there's like merchandise and stuff that I'm doing. Like you can get only via my website. So there's already stuff that we're doing along the lines with that. But I'm going all out, bro. I'm going all out, all out. Okay, so, man. Well, you know we're here to support that, you, man. I appreciate it, man. I, like, and again, I can't thank y'all enough because really, this came from you know the whole team y'all come from. So like. And on when E, they was like the spark, you know, and Mr. Lee, I always, there's not a day that I do it and I don't think about y'all being a catalyst for me to get back out here. And like I said, it's weird. Like, I tell people all the time, like, this shit ain't me. It's whatever it is that's bigger than us all because I was just minding my business, bro. <laughs> and then we dragged you in the drink chain. Yeah, facts. <laughs> and you poured your heart out. And it was right, right. Yo, every time you, they, they pull you back in, look at this shit. Yeah. It's Michael Corleone shit. So I was like, all right, that's how we move it. All right, we're going we gonna to put it down there. If that's what it is, then we're going to put it down. So I'm going to give niggas something to talk about. That. Perfect. Yo, <laughs> thank you, brother, for joining us, man. Hopefully you get All back right. to the kids and hug them soon. Well, I'm going to see yeah. you in Miami, so you're going to be over here soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be there in a couple of days. I think I get in like Thursday or Friday or something like that. Like, I know I'm there after Dallas, so yeah, man. I'll get down there, and I'm looking forward to it all. But I appreciate y'all so much for, for letting me do this. Like, I was dying to do this when he could tell me. That's great. Man, we got to have you back. We'll have yeah, you. for sure. Yeah, I would love to. We fathers for life, so, so we got plenty <laughs> yeah. to talk about. Yo, this dad Both gang. Life. Right. This dad gang. No dad gang. Form, right. No weapon form shall prosper, kid. You know what I mean? Like, this is dad gang. We got that life, bro. So it's an honor. I couldn't think of a better bunch of people to be affiliated with. My man. brother, man. Be safe you, bro. out there, man. Safe travels and everything. I will. I promise you. I promise you. And again, I keep y'all up to speed. I'll let y'all know what's going on to the people. If they want to know where to find me and check shit out, go to the, the Twitter at, uh, at Real Mike Geronimo, TikTok, Real Mike Geronimo, IG is just Mike Geronimo, Facebook, Mike Geronimo, and then you can go to the website, which is MikeGeronimoMusic.com. Oh, so there it is. Yeah, we moving. It's Godspeed, full course ahead. And, and like I said, you'll know. They going to know. Perfect. Yes, sir. All right, family. Be good, man. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, likewise. Love y'all, man. Stay safe, and I'm going to see y'all soon. All right, man. Peace, man. Peace. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child.